Welcome to the Digital Workplace Podcast. These are conversations with CEOs of digital companies, thought leaders, and solution providers about how you can become a level five digital workplace. For the show notes and transcript of this episode, go to thedigitalworkplace.com. Welcome back to the Digital Workplace Podcast. Today, our guest is Nick Turner. He is the CEO at Deliver End. Hey, Nick, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? It's going great. I'm talking to you, so I'm having a great day already. So I'm really excited to chat with you and to get in deep about your company, what you're doing. Uh, but first, one thing we do on every show is that we do a, a, a capture question to prove that you are a human. And we're talking to a real live human, not a machine. So Nick, I want to ask you this question. What's been the highlight of your week so far? Last seven days, what would you say is the high point? Jeez, that's a, yeah. <laughs> that's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, like business or personal? Either one. Whatever you want to share. Like my highlight would have been I'm coaching a soccer team with my son and we're 5-0 and right now because we had an awesome game. Nice. So I like live that in my head all the time. Nice. My, my son has a uh, uh, t-ball practice tonight and then he has a game on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Uh, my highlight is, of course, like spending time with him and also Isla, my daughter. And uh, like we've had some partnerships closed this week, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and also like like we're working on the uh, partnership with like Andretti Steinbrenner Racing as well for the rest of their season. Cool. Awesome because I love IndyCar. <laughs> yeah, and we are in May in Indianapolis, and yeah. so that's the one thing on everyone's mind. Yeah. Well, cool. Nick, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself. You passed the human test, so that works well. Tell us about Deliverin. What does it do? How'd you get started? Uh, so I started Deliverin because one of my best friends was actually robbed at gunpoint selling his iPhone on Facebook Marketplace for mm. like 70 bucks, And he was in broad daylight. He was at a gas station. And he called me immediately after and just expressed like what happened. And I was like, dude, you have to be safe out here. I was like, just because you go to the gym every day doesn't mean that you can (laughs) protect yourself from guns and everything. Uh, So he was like, well, Nick, if there's a safer way to to exchange goods, then please let me know because I haven't seen anything yet. So Mm -hmm. I was looking at, all the platforms out there, like Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, OfferUp, Nextdoor, and none of them have a safe, secure way to, to transact the items currently or mm-hmm. to actually inspect the item unless you like go across town and meet them in person, um, which is also risky because with every single transaction that happens on these platforms, you're putting yourself in a potential uh, dangerous situation. And so what we did is... We replaced that in-person meetup with a in-app live video chat. So you can further investigate the item, ask questions, negotiate the price, and do a quality check. Uh, from there, you can pay for the item and the delivery within our app, and the funds are held in the cloud or temporary escrow. And then we have gig economy driver partners that will go pick up the item and deliver it right to you. You don't have to give out any of your personal information because it's all connected through your username. And... Uh, I wanted to build something that people needed versus wanted because mm. with the how the, the marketplace works right now is super risky. 
and you hear day in and day out about different transactions going wrong and from robberies to murders to rapes, abductions and uh, things like that just shouldn't be happening. So I want to make yeah. sure that people are safe and everyone on our team just cares about other individuals and we're, we're humans and we're not <laughs> like the robots. And uh, yeah, we want to make sure that everyone is um, just safe and taken care of. So that's why we really put the emphasis on building what people need versus what they want. Yeah, I mean, it's a great way. It's amazing to like look back and realize how much of the marketplace is just built on trust. Like you're meeting a stranger you've never met before, you don't know anything about, and you're assuming that everything's going to go well. And it does a lot of times, but obviously not all the time. And uh, to be able to provide that safety is a great thing for for pulling this off. Nick, we want to get into a little bit about how you are kind of running your business. You're leading it. You're the CEO, the founder that's come in. And you're also trying to to kind of navigate new waters. I mean, this is your first venture as a as a CEO, correct? No, no. Okay, I'm sorry. A few other ones. All right. Well, well, tell me about those. What What have you learned from those experiences? Oh, I learned a lot. <laughs> um, my very first startup was called the Unbounded Group, and it was a uh-huh. online platform for startup and seasoned entrepreneurs where they can exchange tips and tricks. And we also partnered with uh, the iShy agency who would build out websites, logos, different marketing materials, and um, like for everyone on there. We created a subscription model and we had over 600 users. Uh, month over month. And um, it was just a platform that I used to learn because while I was at IU, it just taught me how I learn. And just building that platform just helped me escalate the process without having to look for like mentors and everything else um, at the time. Um, And then I started uh, Showcases, which was a cell phone case that came with a cigar cutter, flint strip and matches. And I did it because, like, my granddad, he was a pastor and an entrepreneur, but he uh-huh. also loves cigars. <laughs> so I was looking at the cigar industry, and I was like, well, I want to I do something for him in this. I was thinking about, like, oh, just cut her. And I was looking at it like, okay, what is missing from here? And none of them have, like, an actual cell phone case. So I built it out and everything. And this was a, a learning lesson because we actually – ended up losing $50,000 in China hmm. for doing that. And we went through like a third party to get access to um, the manufacturer over in China. And uh, yeah, it was just, yeah. But I <laughs> that you're supposed to have like a project manager over in China watching over your, your product. And I didn't know that until I got connected with a few other individuals that produce items from China and told me that. So life lesson. Yeah. I'm kind of fascinated, Nick, by the way that you've learned lessons throughout your career so far. Like at start, you're like bringing in a lot of other people around you who are more experienced to learn about different things and, and come through. You're also learning things you know, the hard way through your own experiences that come out. Has that kind of been, you've you just always wanted to learn all these lessons and get as much as you can, or have you had different approaches throughout your life? just learn as much as I can. Like I love learning new things and trying out new things and just being the one that like, uh, Oh, I just like 
push limits <laughs> uh, whenever it comes to uh, everything. Like right now, like we're scaling into over 20. Well, we're actually doing a national rollout, but we're also building the uh, plane as we jump off the building. So we're scaling and adding in new features as we enter new markets and adding more people onto the team and uh, also raising additional capital along the way and forming like different strategic partnerships. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's just a, a crazy ride right now, but it's all yeah. you know, so awesome. Well, as you're doing this national rollout, tell us what it's been like to like make some of those connections. Cause you know, typically, you know, in maybe pre-digital times, you only have access to whatever networks you're a part of that are there. So how have you kind of hacked that system using uh, digital methods and able to, to reach out and to find new people that are willing to help you from, you know, across the country? Yeah, I've just really utilized uh, LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, because like the worst thing that someone can say is no. That's mm-hmm. totally fine. Um, but putting yourself out there and just being genuine with your efforts, uh, there's... It really shows like the more successful people are the more like those people are the most willing to help you. And even at like some of the executives at larger organizations, like they're incredibly nice, incredibly kind. Some of them. So, <laughs> but it's uh, it's been a huge blessing to be able to speak with and be connected with a lot of these people because um, they've heavily like influenced a lot of my uh, decision making and also just like the knowledge around their experience on execution. And uh, they also have like the proof to uh, back all their decisions as well. And they, they're teaching me how to uh, execute in a similar way that they've done it and like throughout their career. And um, it's entrepreneurs and also other executives. Um, like, I, I speak to everyone from CTOs to like CROs to directors to heads to customer service reps. Just learning and understanding everything like through and through whenever it comes to a large organization versus a startup, and just like seeing how they actually got there, and. Yeah. Um, Speaking with some of the people that are in the gig economy that have already been through, jumped over those hurdles or got knocked down and got back up, um, it's really nice to see that they're so open and willing to communicate some of the things that they've been through and some of the things to watch out for and uh, be able to implement it in our current processes to make sure that we're able to like maneuver around it and continue to execute on time. It's almost like you've built your own like personal private board of people that are there to consult you and to watch you grow and help you in different situations like that. What kind of advice would you give to other CEOs and leaders if they're in a, a situation where they just feel stuck, they feel like they have no one to ask for, or they feel like their problem is so unique that no one else could really give insight? Or how should they go to reach out to these people? Is it just as simple as just finding somebody on LinkedIn and sending a message? Yeah, you just swallow your pride and just reach out. Yeah, just reach out. Like if they don't get back to you the first time or the second time or the third time, that's totally fine. Just wait a few weeks. Maybe like everyone has like like different things going on throughout their life. 
And uh, if you just wait a few weeks and just reach back out, like if you, you, you target the top three people, make a list of 10 and just target the top three that you really, really uh, want to be connected with. Yeah. And whenever you first message them, don't, don't be generic and just say, hey, I'm trying to connect with you. Say like, hey, like I'm building this company. I saw your past experiences and I just want to ask you a few questions because I feel like I'm stuck in this situation and I would love your advice. And that makes people feel like super valued that they're um, open to exchange, like express their tips, tricks, like their um, experiences with you. And um, yeah, it's just being human and genuine and making sure yeah. you're humble uh, because like we're all in this together. Like I always say, just just like how it takes a community to raise a child, or yeah, it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a community to build a company. So we have to work together and continue to innovate and iterate things so that we just grow together. Because no, not one business out there wants to see another fail. Because every a uh, competitor be- can become a strategic partner. So mm-hmm. there's there's ways to work together no matter what. Just like whenever someone's like arguing back and forth, there's always a better way to communicate, to take that argument away and just form it as a straight communication, like a conversation. So yeah. um, just, just having it to where you can uh, be open with them and they can be open with you and just like form that relationship it will will be a lasting bond where they're like, oh, I think you should talk to this person or that person. And then they start opening up their networks to you. And once they start doing that, it's... Yeah. <laughs> Keeps going from there. Yeah. So, Nick, a lot of times we hear from people that, you know, especially as a CEO of a company, it's lonely. Like, you feel like you're kind of stuck to make all the decisions yourself. It's hard to share some of the burdens that that role carries with it. Do you feel those same pressures or have you felt like some of these, these, this digital community you've created enables you to kind of share some of those burdens with other people too? Um, both. I, yeah. It's like some time to build up the connections. Um, but also it's, it is a lonely road. Like there's some times that you'll find yourself in the office and you're like, man, like this is tough. Like, I don't know what's yeah. going on. Like, and, and it could be, something in business and then also you're, you're battling something personally like whether it's family or like in, even health problems but like having that that strong like mental state and that mental capacity and that mental health does just like it's it's absolutely incredible how much it can affect your your work and also your overall mindset um, taking some time away to like meditate and just to like feel like even though you're alone all the time, just take some time to uh, take a break from your your organization or your company. Because whenever you take that break and then when you come back, you can come back with a clear mind and clear vision so you can execute. Because some of the decisions that you're making underneath like pressure and stress the best decisions that you should be making after you, if you were taking a break. And um, it's, it's a struggle. It's a battle. Uh, you 
have to be really, really resilient whenever it comes to uh, knowing, like, like you, you just have to have that confidence in yourself to believe that you can do it and you can execute it because there's going to be people throughout your journey. That's like, Oh, like, what are you doing? Like, especially when you start off there, I'm like, friends, yeah. family members are like, Oh yeah, I'm starting a company. They're like, what <laughs> you like, you, you are. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do it. Will you support me? And a lot of the people that you feel or you believe would support you don't. And a lot yeah. of the people that you don't know do end up supporting you. And, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's a constant battle. Uh, the stress levels are absolutely insane sometimes. Uh, like I find myself just like thinking like, oh man, like I, I need to uh, update my resume. <laughs> <laughs> but I know I never would do that because at the end of the day, it's uh, all about like why you started and how many people like need you to build what you're building. Mm-hmm. Um, so like in times like that, like I look at, I literally start looking up uh, some of the Facebook marketplace or Craigslist killer stuff that mm-hmm. are wrong. And I'm looking at it like, okay, look at these families, like what, what you're building could save them. And yeah, uh, not only them, but people that you care about, people that you love, and also like your friends, your family members, and it's just like, like just that that motivation right there just pushes me to keep going, um, even on the the tough days. Which, I mean, in the startup realm, you're gonna have way more tougher days than you do glorious days. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say like entrepreneurship is ninety nine point nine 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 percent stress. But that point one percent is amazing, and yeah. uh, it's just a huge motivator for me. Is making sure that people are are safe. So having that vision and that purpose obviously keeps you going and keeps you driving. When it comes to dealing with that stress, I'd like to know from you, like how open are you with your teammates? Like people who you've hired, their employees, the people that you're you're partnering with every day that are there. Do you feel like you need to protect them from that? Or do you feel like if you give too much of it, like they're going to see you in a different light? That's, that's not good. Do you try to put that stress on your other like outside advisor community or on your family and friends? Like, How do you balance out those stress loads when it's overwhelming for you? Uh, I just take it all. Mm-hmm. Um, there, There's a balance whenever it comes to like employees. Like You'll know like who you could communicate like your stresses with and who you couldn't just Mm -hmm. off of like the communication level and everything. Like in all honesty, like the the team will know like whenever you're stressed, (laughs) it's really hard to like hide it. Um, But with that stress, like as long as you're giving solutions and asking advice, even inside your team, like, Hey, like this is what I'm thinking about doing. Like, what's your thoughts on it? And bringing the the team in uh, on your decision making, like really uh, helps, like with a create a clear path for not only for you but for uh, the whole the entire organization. Because yes, like being a CEO, you're like the head decision maker, but you don't have to be the only person that's making the decisions. 
and um, even some of the decision-making skills you can delegate out where you can sit down with the whole marketing team. You're like, okay, like this is what I was thinking for a budget. How far would this get us? And mm-hmm. we do have additional this, but um, do you feel like that's uh, necessary to dig into or should we just use it as reserves? And they could come back and say, like, actually, the budget that you gave us is solid, but we can just, like, shorten it down or lower it to X. And we can see uh, the responses we get from these different, like, advertising or strategic marketing plays uh, that we have from this. And then that will determine how much, like, we we need for the rest of it or where we put the rest of the capital. And yeah. um, because you, like... You can think like, oh, like we need to pour everything into like Google ads. Marketing yeah. teams like actually like Facebook marketplace like or Facebook ads and digital ads are where it's at. And that's our biggest return. And that's what just communicating with them. That's just the best thing. That seems to where like being open about your alignment, being open about your strategy, where you're trying to go. So everybody knows like you're on the same page and as stress inevitably comes, like it's going to come from somewhere. If everyone's stressed about the same things, it's kind of nice because then you can all bring a different perspective to it. And somebody's going to be at that moment of clarity. I don't, if you're in uh, some kind of relationship, it's always nice. If one person's freaking out, the other person is a little bit more calm and can, can keep the boat going. Cause even sometimes reacting strongly to stress is a good thing so that you can actually make progress and focus on what needs to happen too. That's great. Yeah, yeah, there's there's just different levels of stress that you're going to experience with each level of the, the organization. Like yeah. from raising capital, that's stressful. Hiring talent, that's stressful. Like there's a lot of stress in it, but it's just yeah. like about how you manage it and um, just don't let it overwhelm you or control you, really. Well, Nick, it's been great to chat and to learn about these things and to learn about how you are distributing that stress or managing it yourself. These networks you're building with new people that are able to build you up is a great lesson that I'm taking away from this about how we can just reach out to people that that we maybe didn't have access to before. So this has been a fantastic conversation. Um, If people want to learn more about DeliverIn and and where to go for that, where should they go? Uh, Yeah, just check us out at DeliverIn.com. And we're also in the Apple Store and Play Store as well. Excellent. Well, please check it out. Connect with Nick. You can reach out to him on LinkedIn, I'm assuming, because that's the way you encourage everybody else to do it. So cool. Uh, Thanks for being on the show. We look forward to continuing to connect with you and hear from you again soon. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. This has been the Digital Workplace Podcast. If you liked it, please take a minute to leave a review wherever you are. Go to thedigitalworkplace.com and sign up for our twice a month newsletter keeps you up to date on the best ways to build a level five digital workplace. Music for the show is provided by City of Sound. I'm your host, Neil Miller. Keep moving forward.